Hi, this is Michelle Weidenbenner, your Chief Hope Builder. If you are here, it's because you have a loved one with a substance use disorder and you're looking for support. Well, you're in the right place because I help you along your journey um, to, to introduce you to different people, different experts in the field, and to share hope with you because so often we get stuck and don't know how to live our lives without trying to fix our addicted loved ones. So I am the author of Mom's Letting Go Without Giving Up, Seven Steps to Self-Recovery. And recently I will be launching Unhackable Moms of Addicted Loved Ones, Closing the Gap Between Havoc and Hope. This is a 30-day program that can help you go from havoc to hope and learn how to take charge of your own life. Think of it as a leadership book for moms who are in the same situation that I've been in and out of for so many years. Um, Please find my books at Amazon or anywhere that they are sold. If you would like to join us in a private Facebook group, you can find us at Moms Letting Go in Facebook. And um, if you'd like to join us in the tribe for more sisterhood and support, just go to Teachable. That's momslettinggo.teachable.com and find us there. But regardless, you're in the right place right now and we want to encourage you on your hope journey. We want to be here for you. Um, I have a group of care team members who are all where you have been or are today. So we want the best for you. God bless. Thank you and welcome. Hi, it's Michelle. Today is step five in the Mom's Letting Go book. Mom's Letting Go Without Giving Up. Step five is strengthening, implementing the plan. Once upon a time, I was a regular mom, stumbling through parenthood like everybody else. And then I had to figure out how to be the mom of an addict. I had to figure out how to love my child without helping to hurt him, how to grieve the loss of my child who was still alive without dying, and how to trade shame and blame for strength. To be the mom of an addict is to be an ambassador of truth and understanding. No more shame, no more silence. That is from Sandy Swenson, author of The Joey Song. I don't know if you know Sandy, but when I started on my journey, I found her memes and her books, and I found them to be so encouraging. And now she's my friend, and she is in um, the Moms Letting Go group. Every Monday morning, she posts something at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard or Eastern Daylight Time, and um, I just love her positivity, and she's still waiting for her son to get into recovery. But meanwhile, I'm sure she's finding ways to connect with him. This, um, this day is all about strengthening your plan. And I want to share something in this uh, chapter with you um, that might help you. Um, just a story, a, a fictitious story. It's just an example of, of an of an exchange with a mom and an addicted loved one. 
It's in the book, but I'm going to share it here. Is there something troubling you, Jake? Mom asks her son. Yeah, I lost my job. Oh, I'm sorry. Come and sit down. Mom motions to the kitchen table. She puts her cell phone aside and looks him in the eye. She doesn't react about his losing his job. She remains calm, even though inside she wants to shout, quit using drugs. Her son sits across from her at the table. My boss is a jerk. I came in late twice and now I'm out. He bangs the table with his fist. I'm sorry, it sounds like you thought you'd have more chances. Rejection hurts. I don't know how I'm going to pay rent. My cell phone bill is due, too. Mom gives his arm a love pat. Owing people money is tough. I'm confident you'll get another job or find a way to pay your bills. Would you like me to pray for you? Her son jerks his arm out of her hold. No, I want you to fork over some cash. I have bills to pay. I'm going to be kicked out of my house. On the inside, Mom is screaming no because she doesn't want him moving back in with her. They tried that before and it didn't work. I'm sorry you're struggling, but I'm sure something will come along. So you're not going to help me? Mom shakes her head. I'm helping you by giving you a chance to stand on your own two feet. Giving you money isn't going to solve your problems. But I love you, and I believe in you. Her son storms out the front door and lets it slam behind him. Mom sits at the kitchen table, weak and trembling. She hates this, but she's proud of herself because she's working on setting limits, and she already identified what she will and won't do. In the past, she gave him money. She'd had that meeting with him and told him she wouldn't be helping him anymore with his bills. She must stick to her plan because she set that boundary. She knows that he will call her and text her with belligerent remarks, but she's going to call a friend that she met in support group, so she has accountability and she stays strong. Right now, she feels like calling her son and giving him more money, but instead she calls her support partner. If her son calls, she has a plan. She won't respond to negative comments. She knows she's doing the right thing, but she still feels awful. She also knows that until she does this a few times, it won't feel natural or sincere because it's something new. She's never tried this before. She's confident her son may end up in jail, but she can't do anything about it. It's not her fault. She gets out a devotional or her Bible and prays. So now, moms, those of you listening, it's your turn. Write a realistic dialogue that will help you stay focused. See it in your mind. Seeing it there will help you play it out in real life. So, on the, you know, it's really, really hard when we try something new, right? It's hard to keep to our plans because... Emotions get in the way. So I want to just share a few other things um, on this day. I kind of shared something in the back of this chapter, but I'm going to go back into the beginning. Um, And, you know, a goal without a plan is just a wish. So in this story example, 
this mom had implemented a plan, right? Because last the last chapter in this book was implementing a plan and uh, or creating a plan, and now we have to implement it. We have to follow through. We have to strengthen that plan, and the only way we can strengthen it is by um, first having a plan and then following through with our new boundaries, which is hard um, in our support groups. And again, I want to encourage you to join us, if not our support group, others, but in our um, tribe, in our support group, um, you know, we help each other stay accountable. And if this mom in my story example had given in and given her son money, would it have fixed his problem? No, not immediately. Um, it might have just put a Band-Aid on it because he's still in, um, if he's still in an active addiction, he's going to continue to do that and spend his money on those costs, right? So being surrounded by other people who could say, you did the right thing, or how do you want us to applaud you? You know, just to, we're never going to tell somebody what to do or what not to do, but we can know what are your boundaries and how can we applaud you? When do you want us to applaud you when you're trying something new and it feels so wrong. So I'm going to read a little bit from this chapter. As a flower continues to grow, its roots spread deeper and wider, strengthening its leaves and its chances of survival. Without continuing nurturing, it won't get to the budding stage. If you've never had a flower garden, you know or if you've ever had a flower garden, you know that there are a lot of factors that contribute to its success. We want more than leaves in our garden, so we need a plan. Do your flowers need sun or shade? How much water do they need? Should we plant them in peat moss or miracle Grow? If we want our plants to bloom, we must plant them in the healthiest environment, water them, and fertilize them. The same's true of our interactions with our addicted loved ones. If we want to grow and change the way we respond to our children, we need to implement our plans from the last chapter so we have the best chance at success. Growing means developing new healthy habits, but this takes time. Um, When I quit smoking 37 years ago, it was tough. I Actually, it's now been 41. I substituted pretzels for cigarettes for a while. I sucked on the pretzel sticks and held them between my fingers. You know, I kind of went... Back then, you know, there wasn't anything to help me get through the cold turkey or the the withdrawals, right? I just had to do a cold turkey. Um, But there were clear boundaries with it. If I was going to quit, I just had to never smoke another cigarette. Um... It isn't that clear cut, you know, quitting or helping our addicted loved one. Because in my story sample, what if your child was six months into sober living and you knew they were trying to do all the right things and they still lost their job, right? Well, paying their bills, you know, that's up to you. You could say, well, I'll pay your, I'll make your car payment this month, but you have to show me 
that you've applied to so many so many places for a new job for me to continue to do that. Like, what are your boundaries, right? It's never clear cut. It's not like quitting smoking. There's always like these um, things that we say, but, but they've been doing this, but they've been doing that, right? So it's never really clear. But if you've set your plan and you've talked to your loved one, these are the new rules, got to stick to it. And sometimes it doesn't feel right. If you want to implement your plan for healthy helping, the boundaries might look different depending on where you are in the recovery process. What you're willing to let go of today might not be what you're willing to let go of six months from now. You might only agree to take baby steps because you aren't able to let go of everything yet. You get to decide. So here are two short lists of unhealthy versus healthy helping behaviors. Surround yourself with support so you can make healthy, helping choices. Find an accountability partner. Um, Let us know in the Almighty Mom and the Facebook group, Moms Letting Go. Hey, I want to join the tribe. How do I do that if you don't know? But here's examples of unhealthy helping. Lying to others and yourself about your loved one's behavior. Putting your loved one's needs before your own, bailing them out of messes that they created, giving them money, parenting your loved one and feeling resentful about it because he or she is old enough to know better. Doing things like that makes, you know, even if you're policing some of the things they're doing or they're supposed to do, you know, maybe you're managing their bank accounts. No, they're adults. You have to let that go, right? Um, doing things for the loved one that he or she should be doing for themselves, taking care of chores and bills and their children. So what are those things? Um, What are the ways that you are currently helping in unhealthy ways? And how will you change and transition? Examples of healthy helping, admitting to yourself that the addict won't go away, Um, the addiction, you know, won't go away for your son or daughter on its own. Um, Examples of healthy helping are putting your needs first, getting support, letting your loved one experience the consequence of his behavior. So if your loved one was late to work, um, the consequence is losing a job. I'm sure your son knew that. Now, if he couldn't get there because of transportation, then, you know, what, what is it that he could do to ensure that he gets to work on time? He has to figure that out. Trust me, if they're getting drugs, they can be resourceful, right? So they have to find resources for getting to work on time. Start setting healthy boundaries for yourself. Give your loved one space to take control of his own life. The substitution list seems simple, but when we implement our boundaries and switch one habit for another, we find it's not easy. Our mom emotions get in the way of common sense. If if you're like me, you've helped in some bizarre ways. So what have you done that took true grit? My guess is that you've done and still do many things. Your child can too, but first you must empower him 
to see that he's capable. His emotional age may be much younger than he truly is, but if you start treating him like his chronological age and give him age-appropriate responsibilities, eventually his emotional age will catch up to his true age. So on page um, 68 and 69 in the book, um, there's some things to list. What are you struggling with? Brainstorm how you could change your behavior. And then cross out those ideas you can't live with. Take a look at pages 68 and 69 and complete those. If we keep rescuing our loved ones, we get in God's way. It's pride that makes us think we can do what only God can do. We are not our children's Holy Spirit. Whew, that's big. And again, I mentioned the book Beyond Addiction, How Science and Kindness Help People Change by Jeffrey Foote, Carrie Wilkins, and Nicole Kosanke. This is a great book. If you haven't read it, to start reading it. Um, and that this whole parts of, of this book and parts of everything I do are based on that boundaries book, how science and kindness can help people change because we have to change. We have to change our stigma beliefs that, um, that addiction is a choice. That's not true. It's a myth. And once our loved ones, once you learn the disease of addiction, your stigma, your beliefs will change. And so it starts with us. I used to think, well, there's nothing I can do. It's all his fault. It's all his problem. But I was wrong. And that was a hard truth for me to swallow. It was really tough for me to admit that. I was proud. I was like... I am so not the cause of this. No, we aren't the cause of this, but we can be a part of the solution. So I invite you to um, do the last, you know, reading in this book, in this chapter. Um, And there's some exercises here to show empathy and compassion um, and learn you know, some ways to implement the peace method, the peace way of listening, which will be in my TED Talk coming out soon, hopefully. Um, And I'll be sharing that with you and learning that peace method to connect to our loved ones because there are ways that we can change what we're doing and how we're responding and how we're acting with our loved ones. So God bless today. I hope that you will work at implementing your plan And join us in the support tribe if you feel that you will benefit from that. Personally, I think everybody can benefit from that. But I'm a little biased, so I get it. Um, And know that you aren't alone. We pray for moms in our groups every day. And um, you you can recover from the chaos, from the shame and the blame that you're living with in your life. God bless.